Hello, I'm Sarah James, a lifestyle blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast in the Life Listen Network about two women embarking on a self-care bender. We're both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet it's elusive. And while we may have all the information we need, we don't always get there. We want to explore different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious, looking at body, mind, and spirit, and also just some random talk that's thrown in there for good measure. We we also want to look at the defenses and distractions to keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Well, hey guys. So today we are going to talk a little bit about self-care, which obviously is the theme of our entire podcast, but we wanted to do a deeper dive into self-care and not just what it is, but what it isn't. Sarah and I recently did a talk at Alt Summit on this topic. Um, It was skewed a bit for online influencers, but we wanted to share some of what we talked about in that conversation. Yes. And then after that, we'll be talking with Kelly Beal, who's the editor and founder of Design Crush. She is a great girl that's full of design ideas. We'll be talking a little bit about what she does and also a self-care ritual that she began doing last year and has really helped her in that self-care arena. But quickly, we have a great deal for you. Okay, so we wanna talk a little bit about a fantastic sponsor because this product is a lifesaver for busy moms. I don't know if you've heard about the Princeton Reviews homework help, but it's on-demand tutoring for your kids, and it's awesome. Yeah, it is really great. I have to confess, this is the first year that I've had homework because we were at no homework elementary school. Mm. So my son is now in middle school, and homework is a big deal. Yeah. Um, So what's great about the Princeton Reviews homework help is that your kid can be matched up with a tutor in less than a minute. You just you pop on. They can be matched up with someone anytime and from anywhere. It's really easy. They've got over 50 subjects that they cover. So if your kid is struggling with a tough math problem, studying for a test, trying to do an essay, there are tutors at the ready and they are lifesavers. Yeah. And the cool thing is, is that the expert tutors are trained to help kids actually learn the concept they're studying, not just give them the answer and move on. So they'll work with your kids until they both understand the concept and then they can answer the problem on their own. So users have reported a boost in confidence and 96% of students who have used the service reported improved grades. What I love about it too is, I don't know about anyone else, but I struggle to help my kids specifically with math homework because they have changed <laughs> the math. They've I changed the no math. no longer understand the math. <laughs> um, and, you know, Japta struggles with math a little bit, so he has hopped on and it was so great. Um, we were connected within seconds. Um, he finished his homework in way less time so good. than it would have taken me and the person actually understood what they were talking about. Which is very helpful, yeah. right? So we have a very special offer for our listeners. You can try 60 minutes of on-demand tutoring for free. Just go to princetonreview.com slash selfie to start your free trial. That's princetonreview.com slash selfie for 60 minutes of on-demand tutoring for free. The Princeton Review is not affiliated with Princeton University. Okay, well, let's dive into talking about self-care in the online world. So, you know, we talk in great length about self-care, but I do think that there are some interesting facets of self-care unique to this world that we're living in where, you know, we're on social media, people have access to us 100% of the time. 
I mean, it's a weird thing. Sarah, I mean, I know we're the same age. Like, we had no idea of, of all of this when we were growing up. Oh, no. And I think it's, it's our generation that's being hit the hardest just yeah. because we didn't have this growing up. We didn't no. have devices to be looking on. We were like kids playing kick the can out in the front yard. And then right. I think I got my first email address when I was in college, but it was very archaic. You know, you know what's crazy is my first email address. I was married. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> my married name. Yeah. Oh I mean, my gosh. We grew yeah. up without this. And I think we're also kind of lacking the experience and research of what it all means. We're kind of, we're kind of flying blind into this new frontier. I absolutely agree. I feel like my kids have got their fingers on the pulse of this and I'm kind of just flailing a little bit. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> you know? Although we still don't know what's going to, yeah, how this is all affecting our children either because they're the first generation to grow up really immersed. Right, right. Well, so, so far the data doesn't look too good. It doesn't look great. <laughs> it doesn't look great. Okay, so let's, you know, we're going to dive into talking about self-care and how we do that in this sort of online space. Uh, but we wanted to sort of give a broad definition of self-care as we're, as we're walking in this conversation. So self-care, you know, the nuts and bolts of it is really defined as any necessary human regulatory function, which is under individual control. So, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily breathing, although how we breathe can be a part of it. It's the things that we choose to do. It's deliberate. It's self-initiated. And it's beyond just self-indulgences. I mean, self-care is not just manicures and massages. No, it certainly isn't. And I feel like in the past couple of years, that's kind of become the way it's been looked at. Like, oh, treat yourself, you know? Totally. Oh, yeah, just, you know, get a little bath bomb and chill out and read a magazine right. and have some wine. But it's really not. And there was actually a great article that was in Thought Catalog. It's online, and we'll be sure and link to that for you guys, kind of addressing what we're talking about and that it's a lot more than massages and manicures. And there was a quote in it that I thought was so great. Um, it is, self-care is often doing the ugliest thing that you have to do, like sweat through another workout or tell a toxic friend you don't want to see them anymore or get a second job so you can have a savings account or figure out a way to accept yourself so that you're not constantly exhausted from trying to be everything all the time. And then needing to take a deliberate mandated break from living to do basic things like drop some oil into a bath and read Marie Claire and turn your phone off for the day. Yeah, I love that quote so much. And especially the, you know, the idea that sometimes Self-care isn't about treating yourself. It's actually about doing the hard thing. The hard things. Yes. Yeah. And I know, I mean, I know for myself in this past year, a big part of my self-care has been really um, saying no to things, but also taking myself out of certain relationships. Oh, absolutely. And, that's... and it's been incredibly painful. It hasn't been a treat, but that has been <laughs> self-care. <laughs> yeah. I would not call it a treat at nope. all, but that that's... That's about becoming more self-aware and actually caring for yourself. And it's hard. I wish it was it's all hard. about, you know, having a smoothie. Right. <laughs> you know. I love that article. I loved that article so much. We're going to link up to it at our site, selfiepodcast.com. So if you want to pop over there and read more. But here's one more um, quote from that article that just hit me so, so, um, so hard. 
It often means looking at your failures and disappointments square in the eye and re-strategizing. It is not satiating your immediate desires. It is letting go. It is choosing new. It is disappointing some people. It is making sacrifices for others. It is living a way that other people won't. So maybe you can live in a way that other people can't. Ooh, man. So good. (laughs) So, so good. Well, and the part of that that's so profound for me is that is that note about sometimes self-care is disappointing people. That's yeah, a big one for me. Yes, yes, which is really hard for type threes. Um, yeah, <laughs> like us. Well, it's, it's hard for a lot of people. I mean, yeah. no one wants to disappoint nope. anyone, you know? No, but then the result is because we're trying to people please and, you know, monkey dance for everybody, we don't take care of ourselves and then we are empty. Exactly. So- so here, here's the case for self-care, right? So why is it important? You, there's three different facets here that we're looking at. Obviously, physical health, eating, right, exercising, drinking water, making sure you're going to the doctor when you need to. And then there's the mental health aspect, which are kind of practices to maintain your mental stre- strength, whether it be reducing stress, removing shoulds from your vocabulary, having good boundaries, like we just talked about a little bit. And then the third is spiritual, which are really practices that help exercise your mind and your soul, like meditation and prayer. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, these things are important. Um, They're important because they prevent burnout. I mean, I think we've all been in that place of not practicing good self-care, and then we just basically get to a point where we're not functioning. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It can help reduce stress. And we all know that reducing stress has, you know, a million benefits from weight to how your heart, you know, works. Um, It helps you refocus. It makes, you know, self-care makes you better at your job. It makes you better at your relationships. Um, Another thing is just figuring that out so that we're modeling it for our kids, you know, so if, you know, if if our own self-worth isn't enough (laughs) to get us to pull it together for ourselves, you know, we do want to model that for our kids because I know self-care was not modeled for me growing up and it's why I struggle so mightily with it as an adult. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we actually have an interview coming up in the next couple of weeks where we interviewed Laura Mays. Um, yeah. And she talks about how, you know, her father recently passed and really it was due to him not taking care of himself, you know? Yeah. Um, He was a very selfless giving man. um, And unfortunately, his own health fell to the wayside. And so it is so important to model for our kids and just to take care of ourselves. So we have that longevity that we want. So we'll be around. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of it, you know, taking care of ourselves does affect our physical health. It can be the difference of living 10 years longer on this earth. And having 10 more years with our family. I mean, it, it is really important. Yeah. So, so if it is so important and we are, you know, sitting here passionately saying, yes, we have to take care of ourselves. <laughs> why don't we do it? And that, you know, that has always really been the question that we want to explore with this entire podcast. Why are we not doing these things we know we should do? And yeah. one of the things we talked about um, in the talk that we gave is that I think that so many of us are affected by this busy syndrome. You know, right. Um, there is something in our current society that really values busyness. Um, we value we value doing over being. We value productivity and getting things done and having lots going on. And 
you know, I know in my mom circles, you get a bunch of moms together and everybody's kind of bragging about how busy they are. Yes. It's just what you default to. It's, it's acceptable. No one is going, yeah, my life is just actually like super balanced right now. And I just like <laughs> spend a great morning meditating and I feel great. You know, it's just right. like, oh my gosh, carpool and pickup and, you know, all this different, all this different stuff that we're, we've overscheduled. Absolutely. And talk about getting together with friends or at least looking and watching your friends on social media. There's the whole FOMO or, you know, the fear of missing out. Right. Always seeing what other people are doing and thinking, why am I not doing that? Why doesn't my house look like that? Why am I not on that vacation? Why, 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 why? And that just eats away at your soul over time. It really, really does. And even the whole busy syndrome and that FOMO leads directly into this kind of culture of competition that we're all living in. Um, you know, it it's everywhere. It's all over. But I know that you and I, Kristen, can speak to when we lived in Orange County at the same time. Um, you know, it, it really yeah. is kind of a who's who situation. And like I said, this isn't just in Southern California. It's everywhere. But just that whole idea of the Pinterest moms and the perfect pink pinafore birthday parties and the, you know, having the perfect home life and the career and having it all and I'm doing it all. And if I stay home, I want to be a domestic goddess. And it's just this competition with others and not only with others, but within ourselves. It really is. And, you know, and I do feel like that is something a bit unique to our generation. I mean, I know that in, you know, in previous generations, certainly, you know, mothers would have their pie contest contests or, you know, <laughs> right. The, you know, there's always been cult, a culture of competition amongst mothers, but now it's not just home life. It's not just that you need to be this domestic goddess. It's also that you need to be amazing at your career. Right. And you have to do it all. To, yeah. And then you need to be photographing it all in beautifully lit <laughs> photos <laughs> and posting it online. And your kid's birthday party, you know, it's no longer okay to just get the plastic crap from Target. It needs to be like ombre and <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the ombre insane. birthday party. Yeah. Well, because at the end of the day, you know, we're seeing what everyone else does online. And instead of thinking I can do some of that, we, <laughs> I think we sort of consolidate all of it into a must do, you know? Absolutely. Yep. I completely agree. And then there's some unique needs. You know, we spoke to this during our keynote, um, which was kind of geared towards people that are uh, more of an online influencer. But I do think there are some parts of this that affect everyone. Um, when we're, a lot of us are exposing our life online and you don't really need to be a quote unquote online influencer for that to be happening. Just putting a lot of things out there. You know, you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram. And it's like what we just talked about, trying to make everything look great and pretty and perfect. And that over time can just really be a huge downer and just bring you down completely. So that's something that you have to keep balanced about when you're doing things like that. And then also the process addictions that, you know, and we talked at length about this a couple of weeks ago, so we'll link to that as well. But I, we both strongly believe that um, process addictions can very much revolve around 
time spent online and being on our phones and being on the internet. It's not just something like gambling or porn addiction. Um, those kind of processes that we feel we have to turn to because we don't want to be, uh, yeah. God forbid, alone with our thoughts. Alone with our thoughts. <laughs> for three minutes, you know. Kristen, well, but I think we've all had that experience of like you, your phone breaks or you lose your phone or you forget it at home and you're at the grocery store without a yes. phone. And all of a sudden you're having like a personal life crisis. Oh my gosh. Because we really have become, many of us have become tethered to our phones and our laptops, yeah. um, which is once again, Thumbs down in the self-care realm. It really is. You know, and then another unique aspect of this online world is that, you know, many of us post to Facebook, post to Instagram on the regular. But then what happens when your personal life is going crazy or you're having something really painful happen and then you feel this need to keep posting about things or you wonder, how do I talk about this publicly? You know, it's it's a unique situation because like, for example, for myself, I went through a divorce last year and I'm, I'm very regular on posting on Instagram and Facebook. And suddenly I actually did not want to post at all. I wanted to post no things. Right. (laughs) Right. You know, and then people are asking like, what's going on? Where's your husband? And you know, it's just, it's this unique thing where our, our personal lives are not as personal as they used to be. They're absolutely not. And that goes across the board for any, anyone. And then just um, feeding right on that, it's just, it's, it's easy for us to start to lose perspective on the real world. When yeah. you're so inundated with these images and these status updates and what's going on, it's really difficult to just step back and ground yourself in the present, in your real world around you. Not, not the Facebook argument that's going on or not the Instagram story you're watching of someone who's at Disneyland or whatever. It really can separate you from actually what's happening in your life, your your real life. And not to say that being online isn't real. It, it's obviously it's real. You have feelings, emotions, you're communicating with people, but there is a difference between yeah. you know jumping into a conversation on a Facebook post and actually having a conversation with someone who's sitting right across from you. Absolutely. And we certainly saw that, you know, during the last election. It's like yes. people were getting stressed out and losing friendships online. Yes. Yes. And then losing perspective of like who these people are as real, actually human beings. Yes. And people will do, people will say things online. I think we all know that. People will say things online that they would never say to a person's face. Oh my gosh, totally. Never. They will they will say things, they will use a tone that they would never use in real life. Yes. They will be confrontational in a way that they would never be in real life. Yes. And then, you know, speaking of politics and things <laughs> like that, you know, we're all living in this in this new 24-hour news cycle where, <laughs> you know, it, it's a new thing every day. Um mm-hmm. it's it's more information and and while I think there are so many gifts, obviously, to having more information. You know, it's, it, it can also be an onslaught. And one of the things that I have had to, to deal with in this, you know, new like information all the time is that I can really only grieve and invest em- emotionally in the things that are happening in my real life, in my real community. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, <laughs> oh, and obviously huge. there are certain... 
there's certain things on a national level we're all going to grieve. I mean, you know, a school shooting, things like that. Right. But if I spend my day looking at the horrors that are happening, you know, on individual level all day, every day, like I can't even cope. Oh, that's such a good point, Kristen. That really is. Because it is, it's just, you're inundated and it's like, what, 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 what events do you give attention to? What events do you not give attention to? I could spend every minute for the rest of my life looking at situations going on and trying to think, what am I going to do about that? And just become so, it's just, it's, it's all consuming. Yeah. And I mean, obviously Sarah and I are people who are interested in social justice and interested in being aware and informed. Um, And so we're probably talking about this because we have that tendency to go to the extreme, but Mm -hmm. it is okay to limit your news consumption (laughs) to 30 minutes a day. It is. It is. Yeah. And then to take care of yourself and your children, because that's what you're here for. Absolutely. And that's, that's a great, that's a great general practice. Let's talk about some other general practices for um, helping, trying to become more self-aware and caring for yourself. The first thing that comes to my mind is mindfulness and meditation which I feel like we hear these two terms so much, it it almost makes my ears bleed. But the the reason why is because it works. It works. And it's hard. Oh, man, it's hard to sit down and meditate. But first off, I think Kristen would agree that we need to lose the whole idea of that meditation looks like one thing, just like one thing. Totally. Meditation to me means taking three to five minutes, whatever time of day I have, and just sitting down, letting my thoughts come through, not like, I mean, not trying to repress anything, letting the thoughts go through my head, but just not really attaching to those thoughts. And it's a practice that if you do regularly, actually helps you so much in your day-to-day um, issues that you have come up, um, relationships, and it's just a way to let your body and mind chill out. And it's not some Buddha on the mountaintop sitting cross-legged at your special little thing with your special candle, (laughs) with your little hands and their special. I remember actually, Kristen, I did a YouTube video on how to meditate with mala beads. Several, yes. several years ago I remember because that. I, am, I have a tendency to become distracted. So using the beads helps me to like the tactile touching and counting of the beads kind of keeps me in the moment. And I will never forget someone on YouTube commented. They're like, uh, you're holding your fingers wrong. You should be pressing your thumb to your middle finger because the forefinger is blah, blah, blah. And that was exactly, I'm like, that's what I'm talking about right here. Like you, whatever works for you, if vacuuming your floor is meditative because you're just focusing on that, then by all means vacuum, you know? Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that has been really helpful for me because I've gotten into those um, jags where I feel like, well, meditation has to be the complete emptying of my mind. Oh, yeah. It doesn't work if I'm stressing about the day. And then so I don't do it because it just feels like a thing I can't do. (laughs) Right. Right. And it is so not about emptying the mind. It's just about not attaching, not attaching, not going down the rabbit hole. You know, yeah. letting or the even just pass. being alone with your thoughts and yeah. acknowledging them. Like, yes. yes, there's an anxious thought. Yes, I see you. I see you over there. <laughs> Hello. Totally. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, another general practice is boundaries. And we have, you know, we've talked about this in previous episodes, but having boundaries um, with the people around us is so important. I think a lot of us were raised with that idea or notion that being selfless um, is, you know, the best way to go, um, that we have to take care of everyone else before we take care of us. Yes. Um, and I think, and I think that we actually do better in relationships and as humans if we have boundaries and if our love for self is equal to our love and care for others. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes that looks like taking ourselves out of relationships. Sometimes that looks like not taking a phone call. Sometimes mm-hmm. that looks like telling another person, hey, I'm not going to participate in this with you, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, which is so hard because we, we talked about earlier, just that, that fear of disappointing someone. But if we continually live our lives trying to make everyone else happy, we are not going to be healthy. No, we are not. I've tried it. Trust me. <laughs> Chris is like, I've tried it. I know. Listen I've to done me. it for 40 years. <laughs> right, the results right. are not good. Results are not good. That was our own personal study, the two yes. of us. Um, another, a, another general practice. Here we go. I, I'm going to say a word that you guys have probably never heard if you've listened to this podcast. But have you taken your Enneagram test, people? Do you, you know guys. what your Enneagram type is? Because I'm telling you, that is the key to understanding how to make self-care work in your life with your personality type. Once you understand your inner motivations, it is so easy to figure out what's keeping you from caring for yourselves and what's keeping people around you from caring for themselves. And you know, we did 10 episodes on it, but if you're interested in the Enneagram, our intro episode, I believe is episode 10, Um, It's just kind of an overall look, but man, I'm telling you, when I took that test and started to understand why I do the things I do and what keeps me from caring for myself, it was so much easier for me to identify times during the day when I was doing just that exact same thing and trying to turn that around for myself. Absolutely. I mean, we just cannot say enough about the Enneagram. No one is paying us to talk about it, you guys. (laughs) We just really feel that strongly about it. We do. It's such good stuff. It's so helpful. Um, And then another thing, and we discussed this in an entire episode. um, I think it was episode 18. um, Accountability and getting Mm -hmm. out of that process addiction with your devices, with um, your computer, with your phone, setting up routines, um, not looking at your phone when you're at a stoplight, not looking at your phone when you're waiting for someone to ring up your groceries, just practicing Practicing being in the moment and not feeling like you have to distract yourself all the time um, is huge. That's so hard for me. It is really hard for me not to pull out my phone at a stoplight. Me too. And it's silly because I'm usually listening to good music that I enjoy. It, what is, we're talking two minutes here, two minutes. Just I know. listen to the song, look around at the trees, but it, it's really hard for me not to grab my phone in those two, three minutes, which is, uh, it just, it makes me a little bit sad. It really does. Oh, it, it, it does me too. I mean, you know, you know that I did break my phone this week. Yes. Um, yes. And by break, I mean, drop in a toilet. Well, you know, <laughs> in my defense, <laughs> I was not on the toilet. My phone was sitting on the sink. My daughter had an incident with makeup. Oh <laughs> and no. I was reaching for the, uh, makeup remover 
and knocked my phone from the sink into the toilet. But anyway, I have Ugh. been without a phone for three days. I mean, I'm embarrassed to admit how stressful it's been <laughs> to know. not have that. Well, yeah, it's been very stressful too when I sent you some Voxer messages like two days ago. <laughs> and if anyone, if anyone knows how the Voxer app works, you have sent, delivered, and read. And mine right. just read sent for 24 uh, hours. And I'm like, what's going on with her? Is she alive? Oh my God, maybe oh, she's died. Funny. Should I try, you know? Um, yeah. Totally. So yeah, it, <laughs> it works really both funny. ways. It's, it's very rare for me to just not listen to or respond to a boxer from you. I know. I'm like, something has happened to her. Is she alive? Now, you know, I, know. I probably guess I could have picked, I could actually use my phone at the cellular <laughs> option and call, but what? oh no, that would be too much. That'd be too much, Kristen. That's weird. That's a that, weird idea, Sarah. I know. I didn't like it. I didn't like that idea. <laughs> Well, our last, you know, big um, recommendation is it's okay to step away from the internet. You know, it really is okay. Um, it is okay and it is advisable to get out into the real world. Make sure that you have real friends in your own community who know your crap. Um, you know, we, we all love Facebook, um, but it does give us a false sense of community. Yes. And it's important that we are having those real in-person interactions. Um, it's important that you have that ride or die crew that you can tell everything that can come over to your house with ice cream when life falls out from under you. Um, and if you don't have that, um, in episode 21, um, I talked about a time in my life when I didn't have that and how I went about finding that crew for myself. Um, so if you're listening to this and going, well, yeah, it must be nice. I don't have those friendships. I really do encourage you to listen to that, to, to find some ideas for how to make sure that you have those good, true, loyal in real life friends. Yes. That is, it's so important to have the real life in your face friends. Absolutely. I mean, you could say something to someone via Facebook or whatever, and they, their answer is going to be completely different than if you ask the same question to someone who's sitting right in front of your face who might say, you know what, that really isn't that big of a deal, you know? And you're like, yeah, yeah I know. Okay, you're right. That's... You're right. There's a well, propensity. How many times also, Sarah, have you and I, I mean, you and I both struggle with catastrophizing and anxiety. Yes. And I know there's been so many times that I've said something to you that I've been perseverating on in my head and obsessing and going around and around. And when I say it out loud, <laughs> I hear how crazy it sounds. Yes. Yes. That is so true. That has happened to me. I mean, tens of 20 times with you. When I I've mean, just... you've come to me with real concerns that I've literally laughed at Laughed in my face. Absolutely. Because I'm yes. like, Sarah James. Uh, yes. <laughs> you've you're going off the deep end baby girl you're going on the deep end I'm like you're right and then you're like you're right you're right you're right but it, that you need that person in your face to say hey it's okay this is mm -hmm. it, you're gonna get past it lots of times online you're not gonna get that same response it's not the same it's like a rabbit hole mm -hmm. so yeah the friendship things is huge having like those ride or die friends that are around you in your community and then also getting out into nature every day Yes, is such a game changer. And I don't know why it's so hard to do. It's hard for me too, people. But when I'm out there and I, I do not allow myself to, I have my phone with me because I usually am listening to music. Um, but, you know, just trying to 
be present, look around, breathe the air, realize, you know, you're just, you're a small speck in this really, really (laughs) big, amazing universe. And it's probably going to be okay. (laughs) It just resets everything. It It resets your perspective, your mood. I mean, I know for myself, if I am outside, you know, not, not like outside picking my children up, but like, you know, really outside in nature. Right. It just changes everything for me. It does. And lastly, we really want to say that if you are struggling, if you're struggling with depression, you're struggling with anxiety, you're struggling with mood, it's okay to seek therapy. It's advisable to seek therapy um, and medication if needed. Both Sarah and I have, you know, have done both. Yes. Um, and it, it is truly helpful. There is no shame in seeking outside help. And there is no shame in taking medication if your brain chemistry is off and that's mm-hmm. causing you distress. Absolutely. That is such an important point. And like Kristen said, we both have been down that road. Um, therapy is, it's huge for me. I can't imagine not having my therapist, I you know, know. And, there, and there truly is no shame. Okay, well, we want to take a quick second and tell you guys about a really cool gift with purchase from Grove Collaborative. We have talked a lot about Grove Collaborative. We are both fans because, you know, we are both big fans of green beauty and we are both fans of clean and non-toxic products. And Grove Collaborative is truly the best online destination for both. And they are offering a super sweet deal to new customers with your first purchase. So Grove, again, it's a place where you can get a Cure Organics. We have talked a lot about how much we love their um, moisturizing oil. They have green um, beauty products, Burt's Bees lip stuff. Um, but I also love all of the Mrs. Myers cleaning products they have because they smell amazing. They work really well and they just give a little extra joy by their smell to cleaning. So the offer that they have for you guys um, just this week is um, with your first purchase, you can get a free Mrs. Myers spring scent hand soap, dish soap, multi-surface spray, and one of their super soft kitchen towels. Um, if you have not used Mrs. Myers before, they smell so good. They work really well. Best kitchen hand soap ever. And the multi-surface spray is fantastic. Um, it is free of all of the yucky stuff that you don't want in your cleansers. I have my kids use it to clean and it makes the house smell great. They have three really nice spring scents that you can choose from. And again, all that is free full size with your first order. So in order to, um, cash in on this offer, you're going to want to go to bit.ly slash Hey Grove. Again, that's bit.ly slash Hey Grove. Type that in. That'll pop it into the box so that when you check out, you get those free full-size products sent to you with your first order. Okay, so now we are going to be talking with Kelly Beal, who is the founder and editor of Design Crush. She Mm -hmm. is like all things design very artistic. We love her and what she does, but she also implemented a whole new self-care routine in the past year, and she's here to tell us about it. Thanks for joining us. I'm very excited. Very excited. I'm excited too. Thanks for having me. Um, Well, I have to talk to you, first of all, about your quote 
project that yes. you have on Instagram. It's hashtag 365 quotes 2018. That's right. And I have to say, I just going to gush a little bit because there are a lot of mm-hmm. accounts out there that put quotes out. Your quotes that you find are like daggers through my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah. I need like, a moment. No, seriously, mm-hmm. I can't even tell you how many I've saved. I just, they're, they're so beautiful. And they, I mean, all over the place, all different subject matter. A lot about love. This I month, know. we went with the love theme. That's the first oh, time. Yes, that's the first time I've really honed in on any one topic. And yeah, I've been getting a lot of comments that were like, Oh my God, this resonates so much. And I'm like, that's good. That's the point. I'm glad. Good. So how did like this all come about? The whole Um, project. So I started it, I think it was five years ago now, the first year that I did. And I just started handwriting them on scraps of paper. I've Mm -hmm. always collected quotes, like probably from like junior high on. Yeah. I collected them in this little bound journal that had a butterfly on it that I still have. And, um, then I started noticing stuff on Pinterest, quotes yeah. in articles, different places, really just anywhere um, that hit home for me. And I thought, well, if, you know, if that's resonating with me, right. why not share it further? Um, and so I like everything I've ever done for my brand, I started it for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that. I mean, my core audience is like me right and so I started doing it the first year on scraps of paper and I gained like 3,000 Instagram followers or, or no yeah, I would have to go ahead and interject and just say that you hand letter these quotes yes, yes. I mean you write them yeah out I write them beautiful. out um I write them out I have like three kinds of handwriting right like um cursive all caps and just Mm -hmm. like you know yeah title case so yeah I kind of alternate between that just on how I'm feeling but yeah so I just started writing them out people started following and then the next year I wasn't going to do it again and everyone flipped out yeah because it had turned into this entire other animal from design crush my site so it was on Instagram, like part blog followers, and then all of these people who mm-hmm. knew nothing about Design Crush right. were just following me just for the quotes. Right. And so that was really fascinating to me. Yeah. And now I think probably my Instagram is probably 75% quote followers really? and 25% Isn't yeah blog followers. Well, I do have to say though, I love your site. It's so, um, which we'll, mm-hmm. we'll link up to it on selfiepodcast.com, but it's so well curated. You know, yeah. if Thank you, you can go to Kelly's site and just see beautiful photography and design and artwork and just everything, but your curation's unbelievable. I feel like everything I see on your site, I just, I'm like, yeah, I'm digging that. Thank I you. Did. Yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been? It'll be 11 years 11 in June. Years. Yeah, yeah. So like five years full time, I think, since yeah. I left my graphic design job. Okay. I think five, five or six years. I've yeah. lost track. Time's yeah. flown by. Yes, right. But yeah, it's, um, it's just everything I like. Like it's my aesthetic. And if there's something that fits my aesthetic that I like, it's totally fair game for the site. I don't want to narrow in too far on any right. one creative topic. Like I even used to include music and things like that. That's kind of gone by the wayside because a lot of people started doing mixes and things and I was just like they're doing a better job than I am so (laughs) I'm gonna back off on this but yeah so it's you know it's art design it's interiors um we do at least one food post a month it's like usually a roundup of um 
like a certain topic, like the topic this month was meatballs because I was like, (laughs) wow, I'm seeing a lot of like variations on this one thing. It's a food trend. And so, Mm -hmm. so we shared that and I keep saying we, even though it's just me. Oh, I was just about to ask, Uh like what, you know, what is your workflow and you know, is it just, is it It, a one man shop? It is a one man shop. It has always been just me. At some point along the way, I decided that I didn't, I didn't want a team. I didn't Mm -hmm. even want an intern. It Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. maybe being an only child yeah. <laughs> that, that pushed me into that. this corner. Um, I didn't want to delegate because I just kept thinking, I can do this faster. I've been doing this longer. I'm the mm. one who has these that relationships. Mm-hmm. And well, we don't know what that's like at all. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah, it just it's just me. And I'm, I constantly remind myself not to type we in emails or say yeah. it in conversation. Yeah. And when I but slip up, I try, I try to correct myself. You did. Correct and, yourself. And, and you, you know, did. be like, no, this is me and I do all of this and I should own up to it because yeah, it's absolutely. a lot of work. It is a lot of work. So yeah, yeah it's, it's been almost 11 years of doing okay. it. Yeah. So I wanted, we wanted to ask you about mm-hmm. your self care, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. how do you take care of yourself yeah. when you are running this entire little empire mm-hmm. of yours on yourself? It's been a struggle. And, I didn't think too much about it really until post-election mm. um, in 2016. And yeah. I needed I needed a different kind of outlet that mm-hmm. wasn't my site because my site is my outlet a lot of the times. It's yeah. what I want to be doing. It's my passion. And I did it for forever without getting paid. So, you know, right. I, I love it. truly love it. It's like a child to me. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, after the election, I was like, oh, my gosh, like – I need something to focus on that's not not my site, that's not even, like, creating or anything like that. And I'd been breaking out like crazy from stress, like, probably from the election and just stress mm-hmm. in general life. I think I, I did... Of course, I washed my face, but like I'd get in the, up in the morning and not wash my face like immediately right. or anything like that. And I was like, I need to focus on like feeling my best, like regardless of what's surrounding me. Yeah, yeah. This is something I can control. And that was really the impetus for it was like, OK, this is something I can, you know, take ownership of and hopefully see a visible difference. Yeah, which is, that's <laughs> yeah. the one great thing about self-care. Right. I mean, you're taking care of your soul, you're nurturing yourself, but lots of times you end up looking a lot better right. too. Totally. I mean, it's a win-win, right? And I'm not great at making time for myself or mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. at all. I don't have children. I don't have a husband, but I'm still the worst at it. Um, and the sort of person who's like, okay, I finished my to-do list today. I'll just do the first five things on tomorrow's too. So I can maybe <laughs> get that? a little is bit of Is there something ahead. wrong with that? <laughs> right? Like, is that not what everyone does? Yeah, just make a new to-do list. Yeah, right? We can never run out of to-do No, but no. it's like I, re- I start to realize what a horrible, literally, this is this year's goal. Is yes. I just realized within the past few months that that's not a healthy habit. Oh, yes. <laughs> just well, realized it. Self-awareness. Right. Kind of, and yes. learning yes. slowly, yes. slowly but surely. So, yeah, I started um, doing a skincare routine morning and evening, and I was like, man, this feels good. Mm. Like, it actually, like, feels good. Yeah, yeah. And I always think back to um, a tweet I saw forever ago that some girl, I don't know where it came from, it was a retweet maybe, and she was like, "If if you have done something better than put face cream on at night, you've probably had sex this month. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, that shouldn't resonate, but it does. It's really fantastic. Mm -hmm. So yeah, slowly but surely I started to, you know, see results. And that does change your confidence level Mm -hmm. and how you project yourself 
to the world. And so it was a, it was a huge deal. And that there was an article that came out a couple months ago in the New Yorker about how a lot of people took that route of skincare as a coping mechanism. Yes. Yes. And I was Mm. like, I could have written this article. Like this is exactly what I did. Mm -hmm. And so to me, it was hilarious. Like that, that that was had turned into this like small scale movement of yeah. like I can control nothing but I will make my I will, face look I will, good. I will control <laughs> this skin yeah. of yeah. mine. But so, it kind yeah. of makes sense. I mean, do you guys remember there was this um, email list years and years ago? I can't remember the name of it, but it taught you how to fly lady. It taught you how to clean your house. It was like this whole oh rotation you could go through. I vaguely remember it. Our mothers did. I mean, this was like yeah. Yeah, no, but yeah, I, beginning yeah, of email. Yeah. But I remember her big thing was wash your sink. Every day have a clean sink mm-hmm. because just that clean sink satisfying will make everything feel better. Mm-hmm. You can do it. You right. have the time to do the sink. And mm-hmm. I feel like the face is that sink for your body. It's like you, you can have time mm-hmm. you to can. wash your face and it does make you feel mm-hmm. so much better when your face feels good. It does. And I noticed a huge difference. I mean, just that's the first thing I do when I get up, like before the mm-hmm. dogs go outside to pee, before yeah. I make coffee. That's yeah. literally the first thing I do. And so then in the evening, it kind of grew and grew. Mm-hmm. Like I started with just my face routine, but then I was like, gonna add a, a hand moisturizing routine mm. and some cuticle oil mm-hmm. and like it turned it kind of like snowballed into this like really lovely bedtime yeah, routine it's a, it's a ritual that I very and, much look forward yes. to that's cool I mean I I never bedtime is was always just kind of like a means to an end what you know yeah. like it's like that's how I watch rolled. tv and yeah then walk and your then room. I crash yeah. you know yeah. that kind of thing and now it's like this like you said a ritual that I really, really look cool. forward to that helps me calm down mm-hmm. and get into that like mm-hmm. sleep time place because Headspace. I have a really hard time like mentally decompressing in the evening yes. because yeah. I oftentimes work yeah. up until I go into right. my bedroom. Yeah. And so it's really hard to turn that off mm-hmm. and go into like, okay, there's, I tell myself actually when I go to bed, like this is your job right yeah. now. It is to yeah. sleep. You yeah. do not have to do anything else. Like I love this that. is the task mm-hmm. that you are working on. And I've been doing that for a few years because I found that I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't shut it down. Yeah. I was always thinking, mm-hmm. what did I have to do tomorrow? Did I get mm-hmm. everything done today? Right. And it was super unhealthy. And so somehow I started this weird little mental exercise mm-hmm. of telling myself that and it actually worked <laughs> so so now I that's a beautiful thing I do yeah. it every evening like if, if I'm struggling I'm like no Kelly like this is your job right now you yeah. are working you are doing what you're supposed to be doing oh, to be I productive that. so that. I know Seriously. okay so you know that we nerd out on products though too mm-hmm. so we're gonna need you to walk us through okay. the routine I'm and what you're using you they're not oh green. boy I'll just, well, just judge you I don't know how many of them are going to okay. just on a friendship it's not all green I just but put phthalates in my hair this morning because they make my hair feel good <laughs> but it not my heart amazing. it looks amazing I just rubbed cancer in it yeah this morning. Just, she just brings bottles of cancer to our hotel room here you go you want to try this no I don't how okay. do you even look how it? silky and look at the movement uh, so. do you walk outside while she does it I do or wear a mask <laughs> No. A Harajuku mask. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Okay, so what do you use? Okay, so in the morning, I use, so I've used Cetaphil for years just because my dermatologist recommended mm-hmm. it. It was something that actually worked. Mm-hmm. I know it has parabens in it, mm-hmm. but 
you know. You got to do what you got to do. It's what works. And, and you know what? If you have reactive skin. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What about? We were talking about yes. the same thing. Like, when you have really reactive skin, you got to use what you got to use. Yeah, exactly. And I've tried other things, yeah. and it just doesn't do the job. I hear you. So, yeah. yeah so, um, Cetaphil. And then I use um, Alba. Mm-hmm. Um, Botanica, yeah. yeah. Their acne dote. Oh, uh, yeah. I've never tried that one. Okay. I love it. Okay. That was possibly the most life changing product in the past year that I've used. Um, and that is green. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And then in the morning, I'll do a vitamin C serum. Yes. Which that was the second biggest. Then in the morning, I actually use um, a Cetaphil moisturizer that has mm-hmm. the SPF mm-hmm. and, you know, a little, a little oil control. Uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. So then for my evening evening routine, um, I'm not the best at necessarily washing my face at night. I like a good makeup wipe. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Interesting. And I really love um, the Simple mm-hmm. brand. I've been using them for years. And I and love And you take them. your eye makeup off and everything with mm-hmm. it? Just everything. Every, I wouldn't say that eye makeup is one swipe. Yeah, I hear you. Yes. But, yes, yes, yes. yeah, I mean, I have to earn it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, you got to earn it. But it probably takes truth. longer than it would take if I just washed my face. Yeah. Yeah, I, exactly. But sometimes I don't want to get into it. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I, like the water I get it all over arms. my arms and on my it's shirt. Sure. And, yeah, and I'm just not into that sometimes. I hear you. So, yeah, so I'll do the wipe. And then I'll do the um, Alba astringent a second time for mm-hmm. the day mm-hmm. and then i'll use either a um collagen serum cool or like a hyaluronic acid. yeah oh mm-hmm. for like the moisture mm-hmm. and hydration mm-hmm. and i switch back and forth every day yeah that's great so i do that and then i use um one of my other favorites from last year that i discovered was garnier's hydra bomb gel mm-hmm. moisturizer mm-hmm. It makes your face feel like a baby's butt. Like, I mean, it is like, it is like the sweetiest feeling like. Yeah. Okay. That sex quote is talking about that. (laughs) Like, I mean, that is how amazing it feels. And so, yeah, I get that all on, on my neck and everything. And then I just stand in the mirror and smile. (laughs) Because it's like, I've accomplished something for the day. Look at what I did. Yeah. And it, that's the thing too. It's like, if it was a shitty day or something like. It feels like an accomplishment. It's totally. a positive, positive affirmation, like within itself. Exactly. Yeah. You don't even have to say it out loud. Exactly. Like you're caring for yourself. Yeah. You're totally. And that's you're like worth it. But that's it's, almost like the secondary benefit to me. Like yeah. it's just like mm-hmm. that's great. Like, yeah. It, right. That's happening. Right. But mm-hmm. but the act in itself of just like taking those like five or ten minutes yeah. is. It's, Amazing. The I mean, rituals, it can be, yeah, yeah like a, a meditation. It is. It is. For me, it's meditative, for that, sure. Yeah. That's I mean, a good way to put it. Exactly. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You're just standing there. It's quiet. You don't have your phone around. Mm-hmm. You're not distracted. You're, you're focused mm-hmm. on something. And it's exactly. tactile, which, right. you know, your skin responds to right. touch. So... Hey, I, I love it. Yeah. And I, I like the this. addition Self-care of the journey. hand cream and the cuticle cream. I like that. Yes. Too. Yeah. Just like, we're going to just go. Big. I'm just going to go further. Yes. You know, maybe next year it'll be like feet or something yeah. like that. I really need to do the feet. And that's the thing I keep telling myself. I've got the thing by the bed, the lotions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because my feet, you guys, I walk around barefoot <laughs> all the time. Are They're you like disgusting? Yes. Yeah. Old lady cracky heels. But. <laughs> 
I don't like the feeling. You know when you put lotion on your feet and yeah, then you're weird. slipping around oh, everywhere. Oh no! I feel like it's picking up every oh, it's just bacteria on yeah. my floor. As it is. Yes. No, that's why you put the socks on. But because then I, feel I, like, I feel like things are gonna. No, get it like warm keeps in all there. the moisture. That's it. Does that's but you the have thing. To put that's them on what right makes before it, bed, right? Right, and yeah. that's what makes it suck all the moisture up. Yeah, and like keeps it in there and keeps you from picking up all the cat litter. Today I'm gonna do the gonna do the well. It's still it's still greasy. There's some that soak in pretty fast, mm. but like a way more like potent. With yeah, but I need, I need. You like, need to probably go somewhere and have like. An I need acid Crisco. Oh, oh no, the fish. Oh, yeah, I no, I have gone, and they have gotten out like a cheese grater for my feet. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then they're like <laughs> doing it, and there's like skin flying. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like a I'm cartoon. Totally, <laughs> like a dust storm. <laughs> so gross. Oh my god. Makes you feel really good about yourself. Oh, I know. Like, wow. And then they're like, this, they always tell me, this is going to cost extra. Oh. Like, I know. <laughs> like, you don't have to shame me. I it's know. like guacamole for your pedicure. Totally. So this is going to cost extra. <laughs> the cheese grater. Add it yeah. on. I used to go to a place in Oklahoma City yeah. that um, they used an actual, you know, the handheld graters. Yeah. Yeah. Like they just ash. went for it. Oh, no, yeah. for real. Yeah, yeah like it was a kitchen appliance. Like, yes. I mean, yeah. It, no, it, you could use it for Parmesan cheese or yeah. <laughs> or your house. Or foot care. Either one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, Kelly. This little self-care journey with your skincare. Yeah, it's, it's been good. Stuff. Seriously, thank you for sharing with us. Yeah. And we're going to link up to all of your awesomeness because mm-hmm. there's a lot of it. So our listeners can check you out. So totally. Thanks so much for Thanks for visiting. having me. It's great talking. All right. Well, that's it for today. Make sure to catch up on SelfiePodcast.com for links to any of the articles and products we talked about in this episode. So next week, we are going to be talking about some of our best travel tips. We travel quite a bit, and we have found some helpful tips. And then we're also going to do an interview with Samantha Sophia, um, one of our blogging buddies and the founder of Sister Locked. Um, We're going to talk to her about self-care next week. Thanks for joining us. Continue the selfie conversation with us on Instagram at at selfie podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash selfie podcast. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. A huge thanks to shepherd audio for our intro music. Take care.